way. Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your way. Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Break all bounds. Prepare the hearts and minds right now. Let me decrease and you increase, Father God. I want you to show up and show out in this place today, Father God. I've studied, I've meditated on your word, Father. So let it penetrate the hearts and minds today. I give all honor and praise to you, Father God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let's say our statement of faith real quick. This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I'm humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. My scripture text today comes from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 to 20. But you don't have to turn there right now. We're going to turn there later on. You don't have to turn there right now. And while I was preparing this word, even in the little incident that happened to me, the Spirit told me, you always talk about standing and believing in the word. Are you going to trust this word today? And it's a little, I'm going to read this thing later on, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. And it says, you, you know by his stripes you are healed. But are you just saying it, just saying it? Or are you sincerely going to say it? And I start repeating that thing, man. And my wife was like, baby, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay. And I start walking through the house, and I start giving him the praise. And I start giving him the praise, Brother Cliff. And I start giving him the praise. Because you know why, church? Because we got to praise him. Praise belongs to him. So before I tell you, you may be seated, I just want to tell you this. My title today is, I got to praise him. My objective for today is for us to understand and for me to show you the power of our praise and how it's beneficial to us when we praise him. Because being a good steward, that's part of being a good steward, is to give him the praise. Because the praise belongs to him. You may be seated, church. You may be seated. Before I dive in deep, let me just give you the definitions and some of the stuff I found in the word praise. One says that the act of expressing approval or admiration. Another example say to exalt, to magnify in words or song. Inward emotions glorifying 
our God. When I looked up praise and I studied it, it all required action. I even wrote down this little note, and it said that true praise consists of sincere acknowledgement of real conviction of work. Real conviction, Brother Cliff, when you truly know it's God that changed stuff in your life. When you know that you used to do things and you don't do it no more. He said, behold, all things are old. Now you're a new creature. Used to be a dog, you ain't a dog no more. I know he changed me. Knowing this, you owe him a praise. I got to praise him. Some of us had filthy, dirty mouths. I'm talking about the old way. You know what I mean? Knowing you don't talk like that no more. Knowing that it don't take a minute for you to let somebody know what's on your mind. You got to give him that praise. Just knowing that. When some of us, even as a young age, didn't have respect for our own self, so therefore we didn't have respect for others. So we take advantage of others. But you don't do that no more. Because you're a new creature in Christ. Knowing that, I got to praise him. Glory to his name. Because he's worthy to be praised. Oh my gosh. Let me walk through this slowly. And I'm just here to let you know, I got to praise him. You see, the meaning of the word also comes from Latin. And it's a Latin word that's tied to it's called pretium. P-R-E-T-I-U-M. And when you look up this word, there's two other words that's affiliated with this word. When you look this word up, you will see price and you will see value. Price and value. Now, when I look at the first word, price, I know there's only one person paid the ultimate price for me, for you. In John 3, 16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He paid the ultimate price. Knowing this, I got to give him praise. We was doomed for hell because of sin. We was doomed for hell. But because he paid the ultimate price, he gave us a way back to the Father. So knowing this, I got to praise him. But even if you don't praise him yet, hold on. Let's go further. Let's go a little further. I like what you said last week, Fabe. I like what you said last week. You, see, you said that the grave and death had a discussion. And you said that the grave was asking death, I thought you killed him. And death was telling grave, I thought you're supposed to hold the body down. I like what you said. And I said, man, that went over some people's head. But guess what? The one who paid the ultimate price. On the third day, the book said that he risen with all powers in his hand. 
He got the keys. So therefore, if grave couldn't hold his body down, grave cannot hold your body down. Oh my gosh. Church, if grave could, the grave couldn't hold his body down, the grave cannot hold your body down. Understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to give you some reason why we ought to praise him. Oh my gosh. But let's deal with the second part. Value. Oh. Father, you are the king of kings, Lord. You are the Lord of Lord, Father God. You are my savior and redeemer. I got to praise you. In spite of. Psalms 22 verse 3 say he inhabit the praise. So we got to give it to him, church. It benefits us when we praise him. Viewers online, I don't know what you might be dealing or what you might be going through or what he brought you out of, but you owe him a praise. It's beneficial to you to praise him. But let's deal with the value part. Remember I told you when I was looking that up, it said price and value. Now we dealt with price, let's deal with value. Well, let's go back to the beginning in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And from 1 all the way up to chapter 2, verse 7, you know, I'm just paraphrasing, summarizing the stuff. You know, God was doing all this stuff, preparing stuff for us. And I said I was going to have a little example, but I forgot. But anyway, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it said that, and God formed man from dust, from the dust out of the ground. I wish I had some dirt, but I don't have some dirt. But I'm going to just use this. Sorry, Miss Marvel, Miss Lise. I'm going to just use this. You know, you just imagine this is dirt, you know. He picked the dirt up. Me and Finley talked about that, and Finley gave me a good note. Thank you. Dirt. He say, he formed man from the dust of the ground, dirt, nothing, pastor, nothing, nothing, oh my gosh. And he said he breathed into his nostrils, what? The breath of life. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, some of y'all got it. And the verse later on says, and then man became a, live, a living being. But you see, in the beginning, it was just dirt. It was nothing. Worthless, there's nothing. But the moment he breathed into the nostril, you see, he could have formed it. He could have formed the dirt like I'm forming it right now. There's still nothing. But the moment he breathed into, it became a value. Oh, glory to his name. I'm here to tell. I'm here to tell you that you are valued in the eyes of the Lord. It's a reason why I'm telling you this. You are valued in the eyes of God. Hmm. Oh, glory to his name. When you understand this, it don't take much to get into his presence. 
When you understand this, I got to give him admiration. I got to express myself. I got to exalt him. I got to magnify him. Because it's a praise coming out from the inside. You see, the reason why I say that, that you are valued, because some of us was told that we won't be nothing in life. In fact, I was one of them that was told I won't be S in life. And this came from a teacher that told me this. Some of us been told that we'll be dead. Some of us been told that we'll be on drugs. Some of us been told that we'll be gone at an early age or in jail. But look at you now. Look at you now. So I stand here telling you, I got to praise him. And if that been spoken over you, you got to praise him. So many negative words were speaking, spoken over us. And because of that, Miss Lease, some of us develop insecurities because of that. We hold on to these things. I had a problem dealing with my shortness. Even when I played baseball, went up to double A, triple A. I think I was overlooked making it to the minors because of my shortness. So because of my shortness, I always wanted to be seen, Faith. I always wanted to be in front. But thank God I serve a God that sees everything. Some of us tall. We've been teased because of our tallness. Overweight. All types of stuff. But I'm here to tell you that you are valued in the eyes of God. And if he has brought you through these things, you ought to praise him. Because you are valued in his eyes. You are unique. The Bible tells us in Psalms 139.14, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a masterpiece. By God, to God. Glory to his name. So knowing that, brother, knowing that, I'm a masterpiece made by God. Knowing that, Finley, I'm unique by God. There's none like me. I ought to give him the praise. Because I'm valued in his eyes. The Bible also lets us know that if we are his people, I'm not saying this. This is what Psalms say in Psalm 67 verse 5. He said, let his people praise him. We are to praise him. Unconditionally. In season and out of season. When you feel like it or not, we are to praise him. Because that's part of being a good steward. Willingly 
and freely praise him. Because the words say it is good when we praise him. So I know some of y'all might be sitting down on some praise and you might not be accustomed of giving it to him. But I'm here to tell you, before I finish with this sermon, you ought to give him that praise. It don't matter if you clap your hands. It don't matter if you stomp your feet. It don't matter if you cry. It don't matter if you groan. It don't matter if you say, hallelujah. You ought to give him the praise. Because it belongs to him. Let me tell you this, man. Our praise is powerful. Our praise works wonders. You don't believe me? Okay, let me share some examples with you. If we go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21 to 22. And I'm going to go through it for you real quick, give you the story. Here we have the, the Moabites, the Amorites, and the Minyanites, all of them joining forces to come against King Jehoshaphat. And the Bible also tells us that they were greatly numbered. This army was vast. And no doubt, probably they would have been slaughtered or killed. So what the king did, the king ordered everybody to fast. Some even say the animals fasted. But they fasted. To me, it looked like their back was against the wall. So they fasted. Then after the fast, the king appointed them to sing. Sing and offer praise to the Lord. Listen to this, church. The praise got so... The praise got so intense... The praise got so loud. The praise was so sincere. When you know you're back against the wall, you ain't got nothing else. That it confused the enemy. The same ones who gathered to come out, fight against you, to check you out. It confused the enemy. And the words said they turn on each other. Killing themselves. The power of your praise. Your praise cause movements in the spiritual realm that brings around changes in the natural. Causes movement in the spiritual realm that you cannot see, but you could tap into that causes changes in the natural. The power of your praise. I had to tell you, you got to praise him. It's important to praise him. He removing traps out of the way. What the enemy tried to use for evil he turned it around for your good. I got to praise him. And because of that, 
I only just praise him, but I praise him with a voice of triumph. We just sang that victory. So I know he brought some of us out of some battles. So I've got to praise him with that voice of triumph. I got another situation for you. Because he just used, he just used that praise as an instrument in warfare. So listen to this now in this situation. This is with, in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And that's dealing with Paul and Silas. And I'm going to go through the story again. Later on you can go and read it. But Paul and Silas got in trouble. They got in trouble because of this little slave girl. And because she was a slave girl, Because she was a slave girl, she had an owner. Thank you, sir. She had an owner. And the Bible tells us that this slave girl made a lot of money predicting people's future. So she made a lot of money for her owner. So one day, she saw Paul and Silas. And when she saw them, she began taunting them. And she began chanting, these are the servants of the Most High God. The Bible said that this went on for many days. Until one day, man, they probably got fed up, man. And they just cast that unclean spirit out of her. Although that spirit was telling the truth about the servants, the source, oh my gosh. So they cast that unclean spirit out of her. And because they did that, the owner reported them because now he can't make no money. So Paul and Silas were stripped. They were beaten. And they was thrown in a cell, Miss Thelma. But not only that, they was beaten, stripped, and thrown in a cell. But in the cell itself, it said that they was chained. Oh, my gosh. They must be really scared of that. They was chained in the cell. But about that midnight hour, listen to this now. About that midnight hour, you know, sometimes we go through stuff, and it's too late to call on a friend. But I'm going to have to tell you, sometimes when you find yourself by yourself, when you find yourself by yourself, sometimes you got to give him that praise. Even when you don't feel like praising him, you got to give him that praise. Even when your faith might feel weak, you got to give him that praise. Even when your wife is scared to go to sleep and you pray and you fast him and he's like, where are you, God? You got to give him that praise. Oh my gosh. Even when you're aching in your body, nobody knows. 
They see that smile on your face, but they just don't know them joints are hurting, aching, but you're still pressing through. Praise them in the midst of. They say by the midnight hour, Paul and Silas began to pray and sing, offering praise. And I like how the new NIV version put this. It said that the foundation was shaken. The cell doors flew off. And the chains were loose. The power of praise. Their praise was used as an instrument of faith. That's why I got to praise in church. And I'm here to tell you that your praise is important. You ought to praise him. That's part of being a good steward. He's a wall breaker, Miss Lise. Some of us been through some walls. He's a wall breaker. Knowing this, I got to praise him. Some of us apply for positions and just keep on running through walls. And one day that wall came down. And you notice you ought to praise him. Some of us, they know our way. Which way to go? He was a way maker. I got to praise him. Some of us was chained up. He's a chain breaker. The enemy won't let you go because he know what God got in store for you. So he won't let you go. But he broke those chains. He's a chain breaker. Therefore, I got to praise him. He know you could bring peace in the family. He know you're that glue that could bring everybody together. He's a chain breaker. Knowing this, I got to praise him. He's my light in darkness. I got to praise him. Wherever light pops up, darkness what? Has to go. So I got to praise him. He's my bright and morning star. I got to praise him. He's the lily in the valley. When everything looks bad, he's that nice lily. It says that the lily is scented and nice. It's like a bell shape, but also deadly too. <laughs> He's that lily in that valley. And he'll take somebody out for his people. Glory to his name. Knowing this, I got to praise him. He's worthy. Our praise, prepare God. To move in a supernatural intervention on us. He brings about salvation in our situation. So knowing this, I got to praise him. No doubt. Some of us have been through some stuff. And we could say, no doubt, it was God that brought me out of this. No doubt, I was hooked on that liquor. I was hooked on that liquor. 
They call it functional or whatever you call it. But I just have to have that lick on my tongue. He brought you out of that. And you know that. The Spirit bring it to your members. When he bring it to your members, you are to praise him. Some of us been in an abusive relationship. Don't even know how to love because we've been abused. Oh, Lord. And now he put love in your heart. You know what he brought you out of. You are to praise him. Some of us have been in a crack house. We're not proud of it. But he brought you out of it. It's not how you start this race, but it's how you finish. So because he brought you out of that crack house, you are to praise him, church. You are to praise him. Some of us have been in some serious car accidents. One day I talked to Brother Wilson and he told me, without a doubt, he knew it was God that protected him in that accident. And because you know this, you've got to praise him. He's worthy to be praised. See, some of us still got that praise in the inside, Brother Cliff. But when I look at his mighty acts in Psalms 150.20, and I look at his excellent greatness, Miss Lise, every morning I got a grandson who want to go outside. And now it's a habit. He wake up 5, 36 o'clock. And I got to take him outside to look at the birds. And he out there reaching because I whistle and he tried to make the little sound. And in, in spite of that, I look at that and I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for me witnessing this. Thank you for me seeing my grandson. There's some people that never saw their grandkids. The simpler things we take for granted. And I say, Lord, I thank you. My daughter asked me, Dad, why are you crying, Dad? Why are you crying? I said, baby, I am thankful. I'm thankful that I'm here, but not only here, I know him. There's a lot of people that's here today that don't know him. So I'm thankful for all that he has brought me out of. I got to praise him. He saved me like he saved some of us. He redeemed me. He gave me life, Major. But not just regular life, eternal life. Knowing this, I got to praise him. He cleaned me up. Some of us are ashamed to say, well, what he cleaned you up from? Man, he cleaned me up from being a dog, man. He cleaned me up from being nasty, Miss Thelma. I'm not ashamed. When I was in the club, nobody was telling me to stop. When I was messing around, nobody was telling me to stop. Now I serve a mighty God, an awesome God. Are you telling me I'm doing too much? 
I'm serving and praising a God who died for me, who saved me, who cleaned me. And the church folks telling me I am doing too much. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? The brothers and sisters are supposed to encourage and lift me up and exalt him together. You telling me they don't take all that. Man, you must be crazy. You don't know how deep down he reached for me. You don't know what I've been through. Oh, Tuesday. You don't know what I experienced. Some of y'all never experienced witchcraft. Some of y'all never did. Y'all don't know what it is to be bound up. Tell me don't take all that. See my mom walking on the street barefooted. Now living life good. I thank God for that. Glory to his name. You can't tell me don't praise him. I got to praise him. Glory to his name. Oh my gosh. Some of us been tied up in depression. Depression, you know, just the absence of laughter and joy. Especially when you're depressed and you got PTSD, you know, because a lot of us are military folks. And the Bible tells us we have to be careful because that's a broken spirit. When it talks about a broken spirit, it said that it dryeth the bones. But I'm here to tell you, the word also said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you know he brought you out of that. You know he brought you out of that darkness, that depression state. You don't want to tell nobody what you're dealing with. You know he brought you out of that PTSD. Not just regular PTSD. We're talking about extreme PTSD, man. He brought you out of that. And you got a testimony and you're holding on to it, man. When people like depend on your testimony. And you got that praise on the inside and you're holding back. Man, you ought to praise him, man. He brought you out of all of that. He called you something special. And he placed you somewhere special. Let's look in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and it says... But you are a chosen generation. You are a chosen person, Sam. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A walking, talking, holy nation. <laughs> that you may proclaim the what? The praises of him. Who called you out of what? Darkness. And where he have placed you. Not, not just regular light. You can't just say light. Marvelous light. Because when you read the word and you see how much stuff that's out there, you'll see why he say marvelous light. You are protected in his arms. You are protected in his. That's why we are to praise in church. 
We take the simple stuff for granted. And a lot of our stuff is connected to our praise. Everybody else do whatever they want. But we as believers, why are we ashamed to praise him? Why are we ashamed to praise him? My youngest daughter, Zizi, that's my little buddy. And she's the one that always called me out too. Sometimes one day I was in Walmart and I said, oh, Lord, I thank you. And she see my head start shaking. She said, oh, she started moving because I don't care. Yeah. I'll give him the praise right there. Yeah. Yeah. One day she'll understand. Yeah. But I got to give it. I let them understand. I'm not ashamed to praise him. Especially when I know he had done something for me and he brought me out of. Oh, glory to his name. Some of us, some of us, he pulled us out of a short little way. So I can't knock you. But some of us got that deep praise I was talking about. You know without a doubt. You know that stuff you keep in the inside. And I'm here to tell you, let it out. Let it out. You know what he has done for you. You know what he's doing in your life. Don't suppress that thing. Don't handle that thing. Let it out. I see if he won't move on your behalf. Man, when I just think about his goodness, I thank him. Because he's worthy. And I got to give him the praise because that's part of being a good steward. But I also got to share this with you, church. Don't be like these people in Romans 1, 19. 21. Don't be like these people. The same way how I'm making this word plain to you, it was made plain to them back then. These folks understood and they knew God. They knew of his creation. They seen God in visible qualities. His eternal power and divine nature has been seen clearly. Like I've made some examples to y'all and I've shown y'all some stuff in the Bible. It has made clear. Therefore, the Bible tells us, like it told them back then, men, now when it says men, it's just not referring to men, it's referring to everybody, are without excuse. From today on, if you never heard this, you are without excuse. And the way how you go, no, you are without excuse. Your spirit going to bring something back to your members. And he's going to see and wait if you're going to praise him or not. He will reward you. But it's important to give him that praise. The 
Bible tells us these folks knew about God, but they did not glorify him. All what he did for them, they offered up no thanks. No praise, Ms. Liza. So because of that, it said that they became fertile in their thoughts and their thinking. Their hearts became foolish and darkened. If you read later on, the Bible says that he gave them a the base mind. The Bible might say reprobate mind. It just means a worthless mind. What? Because they didn't offer a praise? Because they didn't acknowledge him? Wow. But when you read later on, these people was wild too. Yes, because of the praise, man. So in closing, let's go to the scripture text, Zephaniah 3, 14 to 20. And I'm going to read this. In Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 14 to 20, and I'm reading out of the King James Version, it says this, O sing, daughter of Zion. When it says daughter, in this passage, it's referring to everybody, not just women. When it says sing, that means praise. Shout, O Israel, shout, O striving. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart. That means you got to rejoice and be sincere about it. O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away your judgment. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see no disaster. In the day, in that day, it will be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion. Let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save you. Listen to this. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Oh my gosh. Be faithful in this walk. Listen to this, what he said. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Imagine that. So what we're going through is not in vain. Your praise is not in vain. He will gather up those. I love this. He will gather up those who sorrow over the appointed assembly. Who among you to reach is reapproach. It's a burden. Verse 19. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all who afflicted you. I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they are put to shame. Everywhere you've been, your job, wherever you've been, and they mock you, they ridicule you, they put you down. They overlook you for promotion. One day, oh my gosh, he's going to turn things around. Listen to this. 
at that time, I will bring back. Even at the time I gather you, for I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth. I will, I will return your captives before your eyes. Not me saying this, says the Lord. So it's beneficial to us, church, for us to praise him. So when we, when we truly understand who God is, have an idea of who God is, and what he has done for us, we can't just do but It's in him we live. It's in him we move. It's in him we have our very being. So therefore, church, understand that we can't do nothing and there's nothing without him. That's why we are to give him the praise because it belongs to him. And being a good steward, that's what we should do. That's why I came today to tell you and to remind you that I got to give him the praise. All heads bow, all eyes closed. I got some appeals that I'm gonna be going through. The first appeal if you haven't made Jesus Christ Lord in your life, salvation is right here at the door waiting for you. Salvation is waiting for you. If you haven't confessed your sins and said, Lord, come into my life. Save me, Lord. It's right here waiting for you. We extend this at this moment. You can signify by raising your hands. Or if you want to come down to the altar, Brother Steve. But salvation is right here. The Redeemer is waiting. My second appeal. If you would like to know more about the Holy Spirit. We got literature at the back. A minister, somebody would love to share information with you. If that is you, if you want to be know more about the Holy Spirit, you can just raise your hands by signifying that you want to know more. Third, if you want to become a member of Striving, Pastor Boland and the striving family will welcome you with open arms. This is a teaching ministry. You're going to be taught the word. You're going to know about the word and you're going to understand the word. If that is you, you can raise your hand. If you're online, you can call the 850 number. And now, 
if you just want to be prayed for or intercede on somebody's behalf, you can come down to the altar. You can stand on your seat. Also, we have ministers alongside the wall. If you want to touch and agree with one, you're more than welcome to. If you want to pray for someone, you're more than welcome to. worthy to be praised, church. He's worthy to be praised. If you haven't made him Lord in your life, don't let this moment slip by. Don't let this moment slip by. Your next step is not promised. If you're dealing with that, if you're someone sitting under the sound of my voice, and you're dealing with that. Crush that enemy. Take a stand. Make that first step. He's waiting. If there's anyone needing prayer again, the altar is open. Let's pray. Dear Father God, I thank you, Father God, for the opportunity, Lord. I thank you for the word that came forth, Father God. Father God, I pray that we just don't hear the word, but we are doers of the word, Father God. And we take this word and apply it to our life, Father God. And Lord, I ask that those that apply this praise to their life, Father God, Show up in your life, Father God. So, Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the honor, Father God. We give you the glory, Father God. And we're going to thank you in advance, Father God, for the lives you're going to move on, for the testimonies that's going to come forth, Father God, just by those that have faith enough to put praise in their situation. So we thank you, Father God. And I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.